Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Introducing from Atlantic City, New Jersey, weighing in at 210 pounds, your Italian hero, Joey Image! Hey guys, how are you? Joey Image here with another episode of That Image Guy podcast. How you doing? I know it's been a little while since we've uh, been here together. It's been, I don't know, maybe a two weeks, something like that. A uh, week and a half? I think about two weeks. Uh, this is episode 46. I've got a bunch of stuff I actually wanted to talk about. I know last time I did an episode I said I didn't really have a lot to talk about. That's why I hadn't recorded in about seven weeks. I've actually got a bunch of stuff to talk about now. But I think what I'm going to do is split this up into maybe two episodes. Um, I want to talk about the iPhone 7 news, the release, the pre-order, stuff like that. Um, CM Punk in the UFC fight the other night, his debut. I want to talk about uh, a video game con, which was the name of... It's funny, I went to a video game convention called a video game convention. So I wanted to talk about that. And finally, I want to talk about Chris Metzen's retirement from Blizzard Entertainment. So I think what I'm going to do is I will just take two of those, talk about them now, and then in, I don't know, a couple days or whatever, I'll do another episode and I will talk about the other two. It's just, it's a lot. It's kind of late at night. I'm a little bit tired. I kind of want to get through this. I don't want to do one long episode. I figure if I can talk about two of these things now and two of them later, I can get through maybe a half hour each. So it's kind of a smaller you know, shorter file size, shorter uh, show length for you to listen to rather than sitting and listening to it a whole hour straight, something like that. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to talk about maybe Chris Metzen and maybe the CM Punk thing. And uh, you you can actually go to my YouTube channel, Joey Image, I'm sorry, YouTube.com slash Joey Image and see a couple of videos that I put up from a video game convention so before I talk about that, maybe you can go watch those. You'll kind of get an idea of what I'm going to talk about when I do talk about it. So that might be cool. So I think I'm going to just talk about the Chris Metzen thing and maybe the CM Punk thing. And, uh, you know, we will uh, kind of leave it at that. And then next time I come back, I will talk about the iPhone 7. Because uh, by that time, I will not necessarily have the iPhone 7, but it will have been released. So I will talk about that and a video game convention. And again, it's only a couple days, maybe maybe a week at the most before I come back on my next episode to uh, continue talking about what I've got. So anyway, long story short, or should I say short story long, let's get right into it. And I'm going to start off talking about uh, Chris Metzen and Blizzard Entertainment. Now, those of you that know me, uh, in fact, a lot of you that don't know me still know that I'm a... Uh, big World of Warcraft guy. I'm a big Blizzard Entertainment and Blizzard Games guy. I love the Warcraft movie. I love the lore behind all of it. I love the games. I love the books. I've got a bunch of books. Uh, the podcasts. I've, I listen to Warcraft podcasts all the time. Uh, so I'm like fully like, uh, uh, I don't even know what the word is. I'm fully nerdily and geekily engrossed in that world and in those worlds because I of course also speaking of Blizzard Entertainment I'm also a fan of StarCraft I love Overwatch I love Hearthstone so you know I love all their games uh Heroes of the Storm I haven't played in a while but I still like it the original Warcraft uh 1 2 3 Frozen Throne Reign of Chaos so basically I'm a, just a Blizzard guy really that's kind of the uh the 
you know, the underlying motive here, I am a big Blizzard guy. So, hearing the news yesterday that uh, Chris Metzen retired, stepped down from Blizzard to spend time with his family, very, very, um, first of all, very honorable and very noble thing to do for your family. He's been at that job for 22 years. He is the man behind Blizzard, behind Overwatch, behind StarCraft, behind Diablo, which I forgot to mention earlier. Um, I don't remember if I played Diablo 1, but I know I played Diablo 2, and I still, I haven't in a while, but I do have Diablo 3. So, he is the man behind all that. He created those worlds. Those are his ideas. Those are his quote-unquote babies. And to see the, the, the father of all that kind of step away is very, uh, it's very sad. I mean, again, very noble and very cool what he's doing to... to to spend more time with his family, his wife and kids, and, and you know, spend more time at home and kind of be a dad now. As he said, this is my career now, is what he said. Um, very, very cool of him to do that, and very admirable. Um, you know, it's it's not something that, uh, obviously, it's not something that's easy. It's, it's but it, I think it goes beyond just what Chris feels. Um, it's not something that's easy for the fans to take. I saw a lot of people on Twitter today, a lot of people on Facebook saying how kind of upset they were, um, just selfishly, again, because these are these are our games, man. We love these games, and, and all this stuff came out of his, <laughs> his warped mind. So it's kind of like, hey, we're not going to get that anymore. Like, you know, I mean, I, I, I said this on Twitter, but I'm already... I'm almost already disinterested in the next Warcraft expansion, and the other one has only been out for two weeks. So, I'm, you know, the latest one, Legion, which, by the way, I love. Best expansion since Wrath. So, Chris Metzen, if you somehow happen to hear this, again, best expansion since Wrath, man. Just kick-ass stuff. But, it's, again, very, very admirable and honorable. To leave a 22-year career, I'm not going to say job because it's more than a job, it's a career for him. To leave that to be with your family is very, very cool. And it's, I don't know if I would have the, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I, I wrestled for 15 years. My doctor told me I couldn't wrestle anymore because of my broken neck and my spine. But if I was single... I would have done whatever I could have done to get back in the ring against doctor's orders. I mean, of course, I probably wouldn't have been able to be booked because everyone knew my condition. But if there was some way that I could have, I probably would have had I been single because I wouldn't have anything to really kind of, you know, live for. Not that that, you know, that sounds kind of gruesome or morbid, but you know what I'm saying. Whereas, you know, now I've got my fiance, we've got a house together, we've got a future together. So it's like now I kind of have to step away from that and, and, and be with her and spend time with her and kind of, you know, we've got our house together, like I said, and in a few years maybe we'll build, we'll start building a family. I mean, who knows? So it's very admirable what, what Chris has done and I understand it, but again, speaking from a, a gamer's point of view, I kind of feel like this is kind of scary. <laughs> like we're not going to get all these badass dudes anymore just like... You know, I'm not saying I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say we're not going. We're still going to get stuff like that. I just, it's just so hard to imagine that anybody at Blizzard, especially on the WoW team, and I'm, I'm, I'm basically speaking just about WoW. Uh, I'm, I'm again. I love Hearthstone. You know, Diablo, War, uh, Starcraft, um, Overwatch. You know, I love Hearthstone, uh, Heroes of the Storm. But 
it's like I play Warcraft. I play World of Warcraft the most out of all of those. So when I kind of talk about the game, that's really what I'm talking about more. Mostly is World of Warcraft. So it's not like we're not going to get that stuff anymore. I just feel like uh, there's almost nobody at Warcraft that has the just the level and the degree of intense passion for this that Chris Manson does, and I think it's it's going to be hard to match that. If anybody else you know has it, I'm I would gladly love to see them kind of take over Chris's position and. and kind of give us what Chris has for years over 10 years now I mean the game's been out almost 12 years um, so it, it's just hard to imagine him not being there and him I don't know about this one this coming up in a few weeks but or uh, a few months I should say I think November something fourth and fifth I think the first weekend of the month but it's it's hard to imagine Chris Metzen not being at BlizzCon even if, if he is at this one which I'm not sure about but it's hard to imagine him not being at next year's, which just blows my mind. Like, he's not going to be the dude that comes out and says, like, BlizzCon, let me hear ya, and all that, for the horde, and all that stuff. It's just insane that he's not going to be doing that. And it's like, it, it came as a huge surprise. Um, according to the, the article I read, uh, I think it was businessinsider.com, it said, uh, Chris let the company know on Monday, and I don't know if he's already done or... If he kind of just gave his notice, like, hey, I'm done after, after you know, for example, after BlizzCon or something like that, I don't know. But just, it just seemed very abrupt. And, uh, you know, and I, and I hope there's nothing other than, hey, I want to I want to hang out with my family and now, you know, it's time or whatever. Like, I hope work-wise everything's cool. Um, I know Chris personally, and uh, I think he's a terrific guy. Speaking as someone that knows him personally... I think, again, he is a terrific guy, and I really love that he's doing this for his family. And it's a lot to give up, obviously. it's Like I said, it's 22 years. I mean, he is the genius-slash-mastermind behind a lot of the stuff that the gamers know. Even people that don't know um, necessarily the games themselves, you know, people know the movie. I mean, Jesus, the Warcraft movie may not have murdered here. But I know worldwide it made something like half a billion dollars. That That's billion with a B. Um, so, you know, people saw commercials for that and know what that is and know about the movie. So it's it's not like his work has gone unnoticed, even if you're not a big video game fan or a video game player. So this is a guy that, you know, quite, quite literally touched a lot of lives. And again, it's not like... Because Warcraft has been around so long, it was released November 23rd, 2004. So, it's been around so long that it's it's more than just a game at this point. This is now almost 12 years later. Um, it's it's more than just a game at this point. It's almost a, not a lifestyle. It's almost like a, um, an experience. It's it's more of a, a social... I, I would say like maybe a very graphical social experience, if that makes any sense. In other words, I'm logging into my character... And I'm not just running around killing dragons and, and, you know, orcs and killing bad guys or whatever. I'm talking to my friends. There's thousands of other people, millions of, of people that play it. I think they're about they're at about 7.5 or 8 million players right now, down from, I think, 11 or 12 million. But, um, so I think there's that many, but there's, you know, millions of people playing it. So while I'm logged in, doing whatever I'm doing, killing whatever I'm killing or running around adventuring whatever I'm looking for or whatever quest I'm doing, there are, again, thousands of other people talking. So 
and and plus there's you know mumble or or ventrilo or I don't know if anyone even uses like Teamspeak, but or curse actually the curse client now has its own voice chat. Plus, I mean, Wow itself has its own voice chat, but there's there's people doing that, there's people talking, so it's like it's more than just playing a video game and running around killing stuff. It's it's more of a and again, like I said, it's a graphical social experience gaming that happens to involve gaming if that makes any sense to anybody I feel like I'm stumbling over my words uh, it made sense in my head earlier but you know it's more than again it's more than just a video game you know people think like oh it's a video game big deal it's kind of more than that I mean it's like I said there's people that have met their husbands and wives and boyfriends and girlfriends in Warcraft there's people that have met through 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 World of Warcraft and moved or traveled thousands of miles to be together and I mean, there's, they've made a movie. They made two movies about it. They made Looking for Group, which was really not necessarily about you know that kind of the offline relationship thing, but it was about the game and it involves a lot of that stuff. But then there was Second Skin, which is an excellent documentary about people that play Warcraft all the time or play online games all the time, really. And uh, some of the people in there, uh, you know, the the film dives very deeply into their relationships and how they met via Warcraft and how they started talking in the first place. And one of the guys, Mike Morheim, I believe, who started the company Blizzard Entertainment, met his wife in Warcraft. Okay, so, I mean, this is not just a video game. This is a lot more than that to a lot of people. And, again, I mean, I've had thoughts for years about getting some kind of Warcraft-related tattoo. I, I haven't because there is that little thing in my head that says, you know, it's a video game, right? Like, And I kind of I get that, but, again, it's more than that. It's not, you know, maybe it is a lifestyle. Warcraft is not just a game. It's a lifestyle. Maybe that's true, but it's definitely more than just a video game, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but as far as, again, just to get back to Chris Metzen, uh, as far as his kind of stepping down, came came as a huge shock to me. And again, part of it partially kind of scares me because I don't know what we're going to be missing, um, obviously, in these worlds. I don't know that we're going to be getting his ideas. I'm hoping maybe he'll still kind of stay on as a consultant. You know, maybe they'll call him once a month and say, hey, can you just come in for this meeting? We're just going to talk about this and he'll go and do that. Maybe that'll be cool. Um, you know, it would be cool if he kind of stayed on just not full-time like he was. But again, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm saying that as a selfish gamer that wants to continue playing Chris Metzen's ideas and worlds and characters and environments. Um, you know, that's, again, selfish. But I do admire, like I said, his reasons for leaving. It's just, it came as a very, very shock. Very uh, surprise, very abrupt, that's the word. It came very abruptly. And I'm not sure, as I said, if, if his last day was yesterday or if yesterday was just the announcement and he's going to stick around for another, whatever, few weeks or, you know, whatever, month and a half until BlizzCon, which I think is November either 4th and 5th or 5th and 6th. I don't remember. Whichever one is a Friday and a Saturday. I do have the virtual ticket. I'm not even sure who the musical guest is this year, but I'm looking forward to it, uh, as everybody is. So, I guess... To kind of get off of this topic, I guess I've said everything I, I want to say, and if I want to say anything else more, I will do that on a future episode, if I remember. But let me just say to directly to Chris Metzen himself, again, who is a guy that I know personally. I mean, he even bought one of my Final Five DVDs, which is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> um, 
you know, the fact that he was that interested that he actually took a DVD home with him when I met him was really, really cool. But, uh, Chris, if you do happen to somehow hear this, um, thank you for the worlds you've created and for the fun you've, you've, um, given, uh, you know, us millions and millions of WoW and StarCraft and, you know, Diablo and Hearthstone and now Overwatch and the movies and the comics, uh, some, that, that's something I forgot to mention earlier. The comics, the books, the music, Russell Brower is a friggin' musical genius. Um, so anyway, so to, again to Chris, thank you very much for everything you've done for the gaming community. The gaming world in general has lost a juggernaut. I don't mean Blizzard, I mean Chris himself is a juggernaut in this world. Uh, or in this community, I should say. So again, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate everything you've done. Uh, you are one of the absolute nicest and coolest guys I have ever spent four or five hours drunk with at two or three in the morning in uh, in Utah. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate everything you've done, brother, and thank you very much. And I look forward to seeing you know what happens in the future, what you do. Uh, Obviously, we're friends on Facebook, so I see your updates, so whatever happens, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I think it's very cool that you are doing this, and uh, kudos, and my hat's off to you, brother. Thank you. I was overweight and embarrassed to go anyplace. AIDS helped me get back into a size 12. The AIDS diet plan helped me get back into a size 6. AIDS helps control your appetite, so you lose weight, yet AIDS lets you taste, chew, and enjoy, and the appetite suppressant in AIDS is not a stimulant. AIDS helped me lose the weight and has nothing in it that could make me nervous. Question, why take diet pills when you can enjoy AIDS? AIDS helps you lose weight safely and effectively. Use only as directed. All right, welcome back, everybody. How are you? Just had to break for a quick commercial there. And now I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the CM Punk UFC debut, which I want to thank... Omar underscore zero seven zero for streaming the UFC pay-per-view on Periscope on Saturday night this past Saturday night so I could watch the Mickey Gall CM Punk fight and Punk's debut in MMA now the easy thing to do is just shit on Punk and say oh he lost he sucks he has no right to be in UFC he's got no reason to be there he should go back to fake wrestling blah 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 that would be the easy thing to do, but unfortunately for some people, um, I'm not a blowhard that just takes the easy way out. I like to use logic. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people that hate that word logic. Most of them are wrestling fans, but there's a lot of people that just don't don't agree with it or whatever the fuck. I don't know what the problem is, but the way I see it is, CM Punk had a dream. And he has said before, if MMA was as big back then when he started wrestling as it is now, and he knew more about it and was more exposed to it and had more access to it, more easily access to it, he would have went into that. Other people have said the same thing. The Rock has said the same thing. The Undertaker has said the same thing. So when CM Punk says that, when people bury him for some reason, but yet did not bury The Undertaker or The Rock for saying the same thing, I question your your stupidity essentially and it may seem it may sound like I'm being harsh but I think these are things that need to be said F quite frankly it gets tiring seeing people uh, uh, I use CM Punk for example it gets tiring seeing people 
bury him daily uh, for not doing... And I'm not sure what, what he did wrong. Um, I guess people think the fact that he lost is some reason to make fun of him or to bury him or to mock him. Um, but 99% of the people that are that are mocking him for losing his MMA debut sat on the couch watching it, not actually got up off their ass and did something, or, you know, or or the people that are that are burying him because he has no prior MMA experience, uh, those people have no MMA experience. So, I, I don't understand. It's like me, you know, making fun of my, my best friend Chris because he's white. Uh, I'm white. I'm not sure, you know, that doesn't make sense to me. Or me making, you know, making fun of whoever... Uh, a guy John that I went to school with. Uh, it's like it's like me calling up him and making fun of him because he's Italian. I'm Italian. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. So to say, well, that guy's an idiot. He's got no MMA experience. Yeah, and and you're speaking from what? You're not speaking from experience yourself. And if you watched the, the I got an argument on Twitter with some idiot the other day who um who after he was proven wrong decided to block me. Because he couldn't take the fact that he was proven wrong. He swore up and down that this was CM Punk's first fight. My retort to that was, this was CM Punk's first professional fight. This was not his first fight. He's been training for months. He had sparring fights, which are just sparring. But he had uh, one or two not necessarily amateur, but not sparring either. They threw him in there with a guy, whoever the hell it was, I don't remember. Uh, each time, I don't remember. I think there were two. They threw him in there, and they were not sparring as as in, you know, I'm going to hold back and not really hit you hard just to kind of just do this as like a training exercise. No, he was in there with a dude getting choked out, and he was in there getting pummeled and getting punched, man. This was, these again, these were not necessarily sparring opponents. These were, again, I mean, maybe they weren't officially amateur, you know, quote-unquote official amateur fights, but they were no, no, you know, walk-in-the-park sparring matchup. These were hard-hitting fights, and they were on a documentary that UFC did, I think, about CM Punk maybe a month or two ago. Um, I don't even remember the name of it, but it was on, uh, actually, I don't know what it was on. I saw it on YouTube. I saw I think I only saw part one and two, maybe. I don't remember. I know I didn't see all of it. I think there were six parts, and I think it was on YouTube. But the thing that bothers me is that people say shit like that. He's never had a fight before. And then I go, well, but here's this link right here. There's He fights in this video. I, and again, it's not a sparring fight. It's a fight. It's not, you know, uh, it's not the, the other guy's trying to break his neck and kill him either. But it's not something where they hold back. He was in training to learn how to fight. This was one of his tests. This is like saying, when I was in wrestling training, after three months we had our first match. It was in front of a crowd. There were people there. People paid tickets. I'm sorry. People bought tickets to come in and see us wrestle. So this is like saying, I never had a match after that. You know, you know, just like saying, after that point, it's like saying, I had never had a match because it was during my quote-unquote, time period where I was still training. I did have a match. There were people there watching. People saw it. I still wrestled, even though it wasn't on a quote-unquote 
professional show in front of a, you know, I mean, it was in front of a crowd, but it wasn't, it was at the training center. It wasn't, you know, out at some arena or, or whatever, you know, venue that most independent companies have their shows at. No, it was at our training center. So that's like saying that didn't count that I never actually had a match. No, I did. And he did have fights. I, again, I saw it on that video. I mean, you can dispute me, you can disagree with me, that's fine. But don't blatantly tell me I am wrong, which were the exact words. That's where you're wrong is the person's exact words. Which a couple tweets later, he then told me, I never called you wrong. Okay, stupid. I just linked you to the tweet where you said I was wrong. And then I linked you to the video where I proved I was right and you were wrong. And then when you said, oh, that didn't count, or that's not the same, or that's not what I'm talking about, and then you went and blocked me, suddenly, uh, it's pretty funny that you went and blocked me right after I had proven you correct. I mean, I'm sorry, I had proven myself correct and proven you wrong. So, whatever. Another story for another day that's really not really important here. The thing I think that pissed me off the most, again, is the people that have so much, so much, so much shit to say about a guy who's simply trying to live a dream. People are like, I, <laughs> this is another stupid thing I saw on Twitter from the fucking morons that think they're quote-unquote smart. Um, one guy said his dream was to become a pro wrestler, not an MMA fighter. Can, can he not have? Can can people not have more than one dream? Uh, is it? I don't know. You know. You know what I mean? Like, is that not? Is it just you wake up? You know, you're born. You become aware of the world. You have one thing you want to do. That's it. You're not allowed to ever choose something else. I mean, that was one of the most asinine things I'd ever seen someone tweet. And trust me, I see some really stupid asinine stuff tweeted daily, uh, almost hourly. I mean, there are some really fucking stupid people out there. George Carlin put it best when he said, think about how stupid the average person is, and then realize half the population is even stupider than that. That's scary. Okay, so, yes, it's okay for someone to have more than one dream. Um, you know, <laughs> that one makes me laugh. That's not what he wanted to do. He, his dream was to be a wrestler. Not, uh, are you serious? I mean, that's like saying, well, your job is this, so you can't have that job too. Why not? Why can't a guy have two jobs? Why can't a guy have two dreams? Just so stupid. But anyway, so he he went in there, and I understand people claiming he, he had no right to be in there, but he did have a right to be there because look at how much he drew money-wise. He drew more at, you know, from just being in this debut fight had then then this pay-per-view would have drawn without him on it. If he had never chased this MMA thing and it was just another regular UFC pay-per-view, it was UFC 203 with no CM Punk on it, it would not have drawn the way it did. And I will go on record and say that. I, I at least I'll say at least 50% of the buys were from WWE fans, not necessarily that had never watched MMA before or never watched a UFC pay-per-view, but I think they were fans that were watching specifically for Punk. I know people that love MMA that still skip every once in a while because UFC seems to do like two pay-per-views a month or, you know, one $70 pay-per-view a month, and it just always seems like a lot. So I feel like... A lot of those fans that were watching, again, were punk fans, maybe wrestling fans, but not necessarily hardcores that watch every single UFC pay-per-view, but they wanted to watch this one to see CM Punk debut. 
which is the reason why I watched it to see Punk's debut. Now, again, I'm I'm one of the casuals. I'll watch UFC if I catch it on, or if someone says, "Hey, man, you got to see this," you know, whatever McGregor, whoever fight, I'll check it out. But it's not something that I watch regularly. Um, I don't even know if the Ultimate Fighter is still on, but when it was, I didn't watch that regularly. So, you know, again, I'm a casual MMA fan. I know who the guys are. Obviously, I know I know Dana White. I know blah blah blah. You know, I know who they are. Um, uh, in fact, uh, sort of a, a buddy of mine is a former UFC fighter. If you know who Nathan or Nate Rock Quarry is, uh, tell him Joey Image says hello. Tell him you know me, and tell him you want to uh, buy his comic, Zombie Cage Fighter. He was gracious enough uh, last year, last summer, to send me a copy of his a free copy of his comic as well as a T-shirt. It was awesome. So thank you very much, Nate, for that. But anyway, so. There's a lot of people talking a lot of trash, but have done a lot of nothing. It's 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 silly, and and it comes it comes down to people kind of just wanting to feel better about themselves. It's the same thing when you know, quote unquote, civilians mock uh, pro wrestlers. It's very like, oh, you know, you suck. You have no business being in the ring. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah, and really, so what do you do? You sit at home and watch it on TV. So, first of all, you ain't no better than me. And second of all, you ain't doing shit about it either. If you're so passionate, this is another thing that, that kind of confuses me sometimes about, about wrestling fans. They're so passionate about wrestling, but yet all they do about it is watch it. Sit at home on your couch and watch. If you are so crazy passionate, and the people that go on Twitter and put wrestling is life, but aren't actually in the business, it's then it's not your life. Okay. If you are that passionate, please go get trained and start working. We, the business, can always use more guys and gals to work with. Okay, go for it, man. Look at, uh, at least you tried. Okay, now you can talk shit. You can get in there and say, "Holy crap, that was tougher than I thought, man!" Like I commend you. Or you could turn around to the, your buddy that's all still sitting on the couch, going, oh, "You failed. You you quit wrestling school or whatever it is." You know, and then you can say, well, you know what, buddy? I got off my ass and tried. It's just too many people don't try. And then when they don't try, they feel like they have the right to bury other people that do try. That's what CM Punk was doing this Saturday night, this past Saturday night. He was fulfilling and achieving a dream. His dream was to be an MMA fighter, one of his dreams. To be a UFC fighter, specifically. He did that. Whether he won or lost, 100% irrelevant. The dream was to become a UFC fighter, and that's what he did. And really, win or lose, if you look at the kind of money he made, over half a million dollars in... <laughs> people are like, he only lasted 2 minutes and 14 seconds. You know what? That's true. He lasted 2 minutes and 14 seconds. But when you make $500,000 in 2 minutes and 14 seconds, then your opinion will be relevant to me. Until then, it doesn't mean a fucking thing because you don't know what you're talking about. Okay? I understand it's not all about money. But, <laughs> while you people are paying, some, somebody somebody showed me an ad for the pay-per-view was $100. I, I don't know if that was legit or fake or what, but you're paying $100 for a pay-per-view and you're mocking a guy that just made $500,000? Man. You know, I mean, it must be nice to have money to piss away and then and not give a shit about, man. 
I wish I had money like that. That's that's called fuck you money. I wish I had that. Anyway, but yeah, so I, I just don't understand people that are that are mocking Punk for, for living his dream. Somebody else on Twitter, uh, this kind of set me off too, because it's just, if you think about this comment, like if you really think about it and analyze it, it's just so stupid. Punk did a promo afterwards saying, basically what I'm saying now, it's okay to go out and, ch- and follow your dreams, don't ever give up on your dreams. You know that, that's what you want to do. Don't let people tell you whether it's a teacher or a coworker or a family member or whatever. Don't let someone tell you you can't do something. If that's your dream, then you go chase it and you go do it. Don't give up on it. Keep going. Keep going and persevere and try it. If you if you you know if you uh, attempt on a, a dream of yours and it turns out to suck and not to be something you thought it was, that's fine. Then give up. Then stop. But you know, basically, keep going. If it's something you really love and really want to do, keep going. So the comment on Twitter that pissed me off was, when did CM... This was during his CM Punk's promo at the end. When did CM Punk turn into John Cena? It was said in, like, a mocking kind of tone. Really? He's John Cena because he's telling people not to give up on their dreams? Uh, that's good advice, stupid! That's good advice! Don't give up on your dreams. Always... Achieve, I mean, always chase your dreams. If you have dreams at all that you care about, that you want to, that you want to succeed, that you want to realize, follow them, man. Chase your dreams. Do everything you can in your power to make sure that your dreams are realized. I did, and look at me, man. I ain't nobody important. I'm not famous. I'm not rich. No one knows who I am. But for 15 years. I got to live my childhood dream as a professional wrestler, and I'm still involved in the business today. I'm not doing, obviously, wrestling, but I'm now doing behind-the-scenes stuff, but I'm still involved. But regardless, my actual dream was to become a professional wrestler, physical, in-ring professional wrestler, and I did it for 15 years. I didn't give up on it. So to to kind of say something stupid and mocking mockingly as in, as, as, you know, when did he become John Cena? Uh, he didn't. It's good advice. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I, I just don't understand why that was meant as an insult. When did CM Punk become John Cena? When did you become such a fucking idiot? Like, I, I don't understand. Is telling kids to follow your dreams and always work hard and persevere for the things you want and love and believe in in life, that is bad advice? Like, you shouldn't... You know, like CM Punk shouldn't be saying that because John Cena had said it, pri- you know, previously. That's, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's just stupid. God, I, I just don't understand some people's way of thinking. This is why I, I feel like a lot of people don't appreciate or don't understand or don't like or just don't want to just flat out refuse to even attempt to understand logic. Where is the logic in a statement like that? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just some people are just so dumb and they don't even realize it and they think that, like, they're making a difference or that they're 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 being quote-unquote smart or whatever. It's You're not. Okay, you're making yourself look dumber. It's just, you know... And I'm not... I'm not... I have nobody specific in mind other than the people whose tweets I mentioned, but I know that they weren't people that I follow 
because I went back and looked through the hashtag. There was like CM Punk or UFC 203 was the hashtag. So I know I looked through that and I saw a lot of people, not people that I followed, that saw this. So I'm not really specifically naming names, but I, I just can't get over some of it. It just doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, uh, getting back to the thing about he, he has no right being in MMA. Uh, that is debatable. I think that's a that's a, an opinion which cannot be wrong and cannot be right. But he did train. I mean, it's not like he just blindly went into the octagon on Saturday and just had a fight. He did train. People were saying he didn't train for this or he should have done it. He didn't do it the right way. Like, uh, what's the right way? The right way is, hey, I'm interested in this. Dana White called and says, hey, I'll give you half a million dollars. Hey, sold. I mean, he's got a wife and a dog. <laughs> And a house and bills and stuff to, to support. So, should he not accept money? You know what I mean? It, it's just... Some of the things that people say about this are just dumb. Just point blank. They're just dumb. And a lot of it doesn't make sense. Um, so, whether or not he's got no business being in MMA, again, I think that's an opinion. Um, I personally feel like he's earned the right to be there after... His entire wrestling career and after all the training he did. And you see a lot of the training. If you don't respect CM Punk after you see what he's done. After his training. Especially in that documentary that UFC put out on YouTube. Which again, I forget the name of it. If you if you can't respect the man after that. Then that's your own problem. And that's on you. That's got nothing to do with CM Punk. That just means you're probably a shitty person. If you can't respect a man who's going after his dreams... Uh, this here's here's a fact that shows me how serious he was about trying this. He's lived in Chicago his whole life, right? Chicago, born and bred, and blah blah blah. He moved from Chicago and got an apartment or a place in Milwaukee just to be closer to his training center for however many months it was. And now he you know he moved back, or whatever. He didn't actually get you know they didn't get rid of their their house in Chicago or whatever in Chicago. They didn't get rid of it. He just rented or bought another home just so he could be closer to the training center. You don't think that's dedication? And before that, he was driving whatever it was, four hours. You know, he, he did another interview about this. I think it might have been on Sam Roberts' show where he said uh, he would drive the four or five hours to the training center, train for six, seven hours, and then drive four or five back home to, to be with his wife in Chicago. I mean, dude, you're insane. That's dedication. You're going to bury a guy that does that? When have you done that? Huh? Well, I mean, what do you... I, I don't get it. Uh, you know, not not to put myself over because, as I said earlier, I'm not important. I'm not famous. I'm not rich. I'm not anyone that, I, that anyone's ever heard of. But there were, there were many weekends where I would drive down to South Jersey two hours from where I live in North... Where I, I lived in North Jersey, Bergen County. I would drive an hour and a half to two hours down to Tom's River, down to Seaside Park down to Atlantic City, down to Absecon. I would drive down there. I'll even give you the shortest distance possible, an hour and a half. I would leave there. I would drive four and a half to five hours from all the way down there, uh, out west or northwest to Pennsylvania. On a, That would be a Friday night, the New Jersey show. I would leave there, go to Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm sorry. I would leave... Friday night, the Jersey show, I would go continue south to go to North Carolina to work for PPW, and then I would leave North Carolina, I would drive 14 hours north to go to Pennsylvania. 
and after Pennsylvania, I would drive another two and a half to three hours home. So in any given weekend, I mean, I had sometimes as much as, you know, 17, 18, 19 hours of driving just to go wrestle on shows. If, you know, if that's not dedication, then what the fuck is, you know? I mean, people like, again, I'm not putting myself over, but I do feel that people that do stuff like that, again, like CM Punk driving four hours to training, training for six hours or whatever it was, and then driving four more hours back home, I think people that make those kind of sacrifices, even if they have nothing going on other than that, if it's literally, you know, if they're single, they have no other job, they have no hobbies, if it's literally just their time that they're giving up, I still think that they deserve to be respected for that. And too many people don't respect people that do that. Too many people just want to bury people like that. Too many people just want to say, he has no right to be in MMA. He's just doing this for the money. He came right in and immediately got a co-main event pay-per-view spot. That's bullshit. He doesn't deserve it. Maybe he does deserve it because he busted his ass to get to that. Okay? Again, all that driving, all that training. You go get beat up for six hours and then drive home another four hours. You won't complain about it? But, uh, you know, give me a break, dude. It's just, it's kind of crazy the way some people feel like they're so entitled. I understand you watched it. You maybe paid for the pay-per-view. You know, you're allowed to have your opinion. That's fine. But you're, but I really, really feel like people's opinions should be somewhat respect-based. Not just, I feel this way, so I'm right. That's just not the way it works. I'm sorry. There really needs to be some more respect in in people that call themselves fans of certain things because there's not a lot of respect shown and it's it's uh, surprising to a lot of people let's put it that way I've had conversations with many pro wrestlers privately either through DMs, text messages you know, emails, Facebook messages, whatever or in person where people will express like man, did you see like this comment that was circulated around Twitter like, wow, that guy's a wrestling fan like there are there are some people that us wrestlers don't really want you know could, could do without as a fan. You know, people that, that are just, like, ridiculous and take it to kind of new levels and they shouldn't or take it as low as possible. There's just some people that, you know, you, we don't care. If you're, you know, you're not a fan, good. More power to us. But, you know, it's just, like, there needs to be some kind of degree of respect. And, again, just saying that a guy living his dream, busting his ass, training six days to seven days a week and or, or five to six days a week, whatever it was you know, and uh, for 10, 12, 14 hours a day and still driving home four hours to go see his wife and uh, sleep in his own bed you know, there's, uh, how do you not respect a guy that does that in the process of chasing his own dream I just don't understand sometimes when people tell me that I should have quit wrestling, or I'm sorry, that, uh, yeah, that I should have quit wrestling right when I got hurt. Some people tell me I shouldn't have even done my final five because that was five more matches where I was risking more serious injury, including a possible wheelchair for life uh, result. You know, when people tell me that, like, sometimes I wonder if people, if those people have ever been passionate about anything in their life or if they've ever had any kind of dreams ever. Like, man, you don't just turn your back on your dreams. You do everything you can to make sure that they come true. And if they don't come true, you know you tried your hardest. And if you don't try your hardest, then I think you're at fault. You're only fooling yourself. You're setting yourself up to not achieve your dreams. 
And and that's kind of a sad thing, you know? Uh, anyway, I'm going to leave you with that. I know I kind of ranted a little bit, and uh, if I lose some subscribers or followers because of this rant, then so be it. If you think I'm talking about you, then I probably am. And again, why can't we just have a little more respect for each other, man? You know, go out there. Somebody's doing something you don't think they should be doing. Who cares? Keep it to yourself. Not your business. Look at it that way. CM Punk goes into in, in the UFC and fights in MMA in the octagon, fights Mickey Gall, and people say he shouldn't be doing that. He doesn't deserve it. He shouldn't be there. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Not your business. It's between CM Punk and UFC and Dana White. Really, it's got nothing to do with you. It's not your business. It's not your deal. Your your, your opinion can be he's probably going to lose, but whether or not he deserves to be there or should be there, that's not up to you. That's got nothing to do with you. It's It's just... Just makes you come off as a, a, a bitter mark, which I, I realize most people are, but I don't know. It doesn't come off as a uh, as a knowledgeable, fair, and respect-based, unbiased, logical person. Let me put it that way. So on that note, folks, I leave you again. Thank you to Chris Metzen for everything. Thank you to CM Punk for following your dreams, by the way, and being an example and uh, thank you all for listening. I will catch you on my next episode. Thanks a lot. Joey Image is a pain in my balls.